Welcome to What's a Beautiful Life Anyway. I'm your host, Jill Bennett. This is the channel that shares ideas to help you live your best life. Because life can be beautiful if you live consciously. Welcome to episode two. I am delighted today to have a guest with me, the lovely Tarba Gill. Good afternoon, Tarba. Good morning or good afternoon. How oh, yeah. are you? Oh yeah, you're in the morning, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, good morning, Tarba. But good afternoon, wherever you are in the world when you're listening to this, welcome. It's just so great to have you here because I've known Tarba for about a year through um, a coaching group that we're members of and I didn't know half about Tarba until we decided to do this podcast so Tarba there's so much about you and there's so many exciting things about you tell us a little bit about your background please oh gosh <laughs> have you got a sofa so my background is um career-wise I largely centre around broadcasting I was with Sky for about 12 years uh, prior to that I ran a community tv station in Cambridge um and also I've worked on about 13 different radio stations um including Kiss FM in Spain um and my background regarding how I grew up um, is I lived in Africa for about 10 years before I came over to the UK um, and I lived um, in all sorts of areas in Africa um, and uh, I am currently a mum to two children and I'm hiding in Cambridgeshire. Fantastic. So we'll, we'll go back to your childhood a little bit later. But I think to start, we need to talk about success after 40, don't we? Because leaving a corporate job, a successful, secure corporate job when you're over 40 is a brave thing to do. I was 50 when I did it and I have never had any regrets, but you were over 40. So Tarba, tell us what led to the decision of you leaving that corporate role. Oh, there were a few things. I think I think there was one moment where I... I at school I was doing night shifts and I remember it being very very late at night and I remember looking through a load of screens and seeing one of my colleagues who was in his early 70s walking along the corridor and I thought oh my goodness me and I also found out that some of them couldn't retire because they didn't have enough in their pension pot wow and I thought, oh, blimey. And at the time, still living in Cambridgeshire, still doing the commutes back and forwards, all feeling so tired, um, children upset. They weren't seeing their mum for four or five mm. days. Um, and I was thinking, you know, <laughs> I've, I've brought you guys into the world and I'm missing out on half of your things, you know, things that are going on with the kids. Um, it was it was to a point where I felt like I left, led two separate lives um, and I felt there's got to be more I've been in the same position for about 12 years I wasn't progressing I wasn't learning any new skills apart from obviously I would take myself off and, and learn about websites and, and I was constantly learning but I was still not things weren't changing I, I felt like I was stuck and there were a couple of other things that kind of helped push me into a decision of actually leaving 
And one of that, one of those was um, my boss, my, one of my old bosses who said, you know, I'm, I'm launching this, this, this app. I really would love you on board it. And I know that you want an adventure and uh, I can certainly uh, offer this opportunity if you're interested. So yeah, yes. so I'm, I'm lucky things lined up, but it got to a point where things were, I'm seeing things at work and I'm thinking, do I want to be in that position when I hit 70? There was just yeah. so many different um, elements to it, I think. Yeah, yeah. And very similar for me, really, I guess, because I was in a corporate role at the Foreign Office. I went back after both pregnancies, two children, commuting into London, uh, juggling childcare. And it gets to the stage where you do feel a bit of a fraud, don't you? You're not doing as well as you know you should be doing at work, but you're not being the best parent you could be. And you just suddenly, and I had a boss that wasn't particularly nice. So I made that decision that I was going to just get out of it. And, uh, and again, never looked back. So we're the fortunate ones, but people who are listening should know it is possible. You need to be brave and it may be you have to take your time and put some things in place before you do it. But it's definitely possible for everyone. Now, Taba, since you've left the corporate life, you've done some pretty amazing things, haven't you? Yeah, I have actually. I just, <laughs> um, if you told me half the things that I've been up to while I was at Sky, you know, I'm looking into your crystal ball tub this is what's going to happen I'm going, nah, no that's not going to happen um so um I worked on the app as I mentioned uh with um a former a, well I call him a friend as well as a former a former boss I've known him uh, for a very very long time um one of the founding fathers of the internet so wow. I'm absolutely blessed yeah to have him as in my oh. in my circle um and Oh, it hit ping ping. Yes. <laughs> I don't know where that's, that's coming from. from. No. Um, uh, so where was I? Um, oh yes. So uh, I did. I did. I worked on the app, um, and I then ended up doing a load of different events as well, um, as a consequence of being called in to rescue a theatre. Uh, which was the Broadway Theatre in Peterborough, which is one of the largest venues um, in East Anglia. Um, and there'd been all sorts of things going on there. And they said, we need help. <laughs> I was <laughs> one, of two, one of three of the team. Um, and that involved me climbing into the roof and looking at the rigging. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> looking at learning about compliance. I think I went to bed with um, some theatre Bible. So I knew what I was doing. Um, and um, I don't know. Yes, it's just it, this, this amazing opportunity happened. Uh, and I just focused on that. Um, I learned how to get the gas reinstated and all sorts of things. And the wonderful news is that we, um, we saved the theatre and it's uh, got new management and um, fully operational. I'm really, really pleased with that. Um, what else has been going on? There's so many. Uh, the latest thing, which I can share now officially, is yeah. I am part of a, a very, very small group who are going to be putting on the first um, award ceremony for the stunt uh, industry in the UK. It's the wow. very, very first one, um, and that's scheduled um, April 2023. It's amazing. It's the first one. Yep. It's shocking to be quite honest. It is shocking. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, I can tell you a bit more about it if you if you yes if please. You want at some point. So um, 
I got I, I was approached um, and asked if I would be interested in, in helping pull this together. Um, and my skill base is very mixed. I'm very I'm technical, but I'm also creative, which is also a bit of a nightmare because mm -hmm. my brain goes one way and then goes the other way. Um, and it was a shock. Um, and I wasn't really aware that there wasn't any sort of categories within the BAFTAs or the Oscars for the stunt industry. Um, and it was only, I only became aware when my children's sensei, who's a martial arts expert, was saying, you know, and he does performances, and he was saying, this is just so unfair. Why are we, why are we not getting any recognition? We risk our lives. Mm. Um, and I'd see these posts on his Facebook, and I said, well, why don't, you, why don't you say something? Why don't you join together and make it happen? And he's like, no, we've tried all that. So it was almost like... <laughs> So as I'm bumping about going, are you going to do this? At the same, this from nowhere, and then find myself getting involved in and um, putting together the foundations for the Stunt Awards uh, oh. in the UK. So it is for the UK um, citizens that are based in this in this country, yeah. um, and there is one. There's only one other sort of ceremony which is in um, the USA, um, and the idea is that by opening another award ceremony in the UK that will, will just make that spotlight just a bit brighter and it may well get the BAFTAs and the Oscars and any well-known um, ceremonies award ceremonies to actually sit up and go hang on a minute we, we need to include this yeah we, we're, gonna, we're looking a bit silly here now so I'm very excited about it, totally believe in it. Um, and as I'm learning more about the industry, I'm absolutely feeling the passion inside. So it's coming from the heart. It's not just a project, you know, paying some of the bills. It's it's more than that. And I really do feel like we're making history with this. That's so amazing. I'm very excited. <laughs> I remember, yeah. um, I can't remember what course I was on. I think it might have been property development or something. And one of the speakers at our evening do was the lady who set up the, is it the Mobies? Oh, yes, yes. The Black Music Awards. Yeah, yeah. And similar, you know, there was nothing specifically for that category. And she was wow. very inspiring. So um, wow. watch this space, Tarbagil. <laughs> Remember that name, everyone. I think we could be hearing a lot more from this lady. Um, the thing that intrigues me the most about things that you're doing now is um, both auditioning on stage and writing a screenplay. Tell us more about those. <laughs> oh, I kept, I kept some of that quiet. So um, <laughs> the situation I found myself um, after left Sky was that I think there was kind of a question mark about my confidence. Like, even though I don't, people go, "Oh, you you do you did radio and you did television and you used to do this and you used to do that." That's used to, and. Mm -hmm. There's a certain time, as time goes on, that you question your confidence. And when, especially when you bring children into the world, you're kind of not the same person you were prior. So there was a lot of doubt. Um, and I'll, I'll, this is the bit what really tested me, because the, the old Tarber wouldn't have minded so much. The new Tarber was a bit terrified at the prospect that she was going to end up on stage. She was auditioning for the chance to go back on the radio. And she thought she was just going to do it in front of four people. Mm -hmm. So she didn't realise that the, the, um, the theatre was going to have about 300 people watching her on stage <laughs> in front of judges as well as being recorded. Oh, wow. um, so when I found out, and it wasn't in my head, oh, my, my, my headspace was like, what 
earth is going on here? I can't do that. And I, I had a real battle. I really did. I, I, I literally was thinking, if I don't do this now, it's never going to happen. This is an opportunity. I'm getting, I'm getting on that stage. I'm going to make it happen again. I'm going to live my best life. Um, and I read this, this book, um, something like Face Your Fears. Oh, I can't, I can't I'm probably get it in my drawer somewhere. Not um, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the book. Yeah, that is the book. It. Um, and that book, oh my goodness, I was in that car park. I was charging up and down doing my rehearsal. I looked like a <laughs> mad woman and I thought I'm getting on that stage. I had a woman who was very confident next to me and she's, I've, you know, it's fine. Mm -hmm. So hers, hers all, I think she was a bit overconfident. So it went a bit pear shaped for her. I got on the stage and I just went, rah, 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 rah. and um, yeah, so that was, I felt I when I came off that I was like oh my god I did that I have a bit of me's come back <laughs> so yeah um I didn't get selected however the best lesson that I got from that was that you know it's you put your mind to it mm. and believe in yourself and do everything you can to prepare and get just do it yeah um, and you know and I, that is so so true isn't it um, if it's meant to be, it's up to me, Henry Ford said, and it's so, so true. And that book, we should just highlight that again for anyone listening, but it's Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, a really old, renowned personal development book. I think it's Susan Jeffers. I'm sure it's Susan right. Jeffers who wrote it. But yeah, an amazing book. Um, and well done for getting on that stage. <laughs> but tell us about the, the script. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, a long time ago, so this is based on some experience, um, and I have to be really careful because I, I found out they're still about, um, I'm basing it on a, on something that happened to me, uh, probably about 20 years ago, actually. It's very fascinating. Um, and it's based on, um, a kid who's, um, in his, it's in sixth form who launched various businesses yeah. and it uh, went a bit pear-shaped to the point where um various people like me were being scammed oh. <laughs> <laughs> um and I um I I think when you're going through that and I, I, you have to remind yourself now that I'm older I reflect on it and I thought oh my goodness what was his story what was going on behind the scenes yeah and that really and, and then when you become a parent you have to I was thinking I actually in a weird way I'd admire him and I hope I really hope that he's okay and I really hope he's a successful entrepreneur and learned a few lessons and um yeah. I'm writing it in the style of my partner's just gone you can't do that I'm writing it in the style of um uh, a film which is um wolf of wall street oh yeah that sort of style uh, i'm just having a lot of fun i'm about i think about 50 pages into the into the actual script um it's been a lot of stop start having a look to see if i'm structuring right um the dialogue and everything else um but yeah it's um and um, I'm not going to mention who the person is. I know that they're still very much there. I found them on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm pleased to see that he's, um, yeah, he seems to have, you know, found it, found his path. So, but yeah, I won't be mentioning his name. But I'm very excited. I'm feeling, I'm also sort of 
presenting it with two perspectives, my perspective and the other ones that were involved in the scam. I mean, it was, it did actually get national um, press interest. It did actually get to the papers. Um, and um, there was a couple of forums where lots of people congregated and were sharing experiences. And it and we had, I mean, there were so many hits on that. People were watching and every so often, I mean, I think one of the forums is still open as in like you can go and have a look at it. And every so often you'll see somebody go, I wonder what happened with so-and-so. Uh, so, and I'm thinking, I know. <laughs> and somebody right at the end has gone, I hope somebody writes a, script, uh, writes a play or a film about this. Uh, well, I can't wait to watch it. Thank you. I shall be there queuing in the cinema. I hope I'll be invited to the uh, premiere actually. So. Oh, absolutely. I'll wear absolutely. a nice frock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Tarba, you, you've just done some amazingly exciting things, which I think is brilliant. Now, we touched a little bit on your childhood, maybe, and, and for lots of us, things happened in our childhood, which could have shaped the adult that we've become if we let it. Um, I'll always remember a case I read about twins being born in America, and they were born to parents that were drug addicts. So they were not, I don't think they were physically abused, but they were definitely emotionally and mentally abused. And when they grew up, one was a down and out on the street and the other one was a successful millionaire. And when they were interviewed about how they'd got to where they were, they both put it down to their childhood, which shows, you know, they both were raised in exactly the same household, that it really is down to you at the end of the day. So do you want to tell us a little, you know, as much or as little as you want to about your childhood? Yeah, sure. I think it's, re it's really important also that if I believe in share, I, I mean, I don't talk too often about it, but I do feel that by sharing, you're also sort of saying to anyone that might be going through this or especially younger people um, that, you know, if I, if I can get through all the madness and still be here, so yeah. can you. Um, so my, my uh, just a rough outline, my parents, um, hippies, uh, one, my mum, unfortunately, was an alcoholic, very violent alcoholic. Um, and my parents split up when I was about 10 to the point where my father ended up with custody of, of four of us. Um, and yeah, it was it was a very, very bumpy road. <laughs> there are there's some horrible things, but there's also there's some beautiful things as well. I mean, I certainly had adventures um, and I also, as a, an adult and a, and a parent, um, what I have done, and I have had people go, oh my goodness, you must have really hated your mum. And I went, no, no, I, I don't hate her. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I've understood her a lot more as I've got older. And I, you know, I've looked at photographs of her as, um, as a, young, a young teenager and with her family and in none of them, she's smiling. Mm. And, um, some said that my father kind of helped helped her into the journey of alcohol by taking her to lots of parties. And I said, no, it wasn't, wasn't, she didn't have, she had no self-esteem um, and alcohol unfortunately gave her that confidence. Mm -hmm. So to understand where she came from, it's kind of better equipped me and how I want to bring up my family. My kids have, you know, we have a very good relationship. I tell them I love them every day. 
I've never smacked them. There's no violence in our house. Um, I have a very odd relationship with alcohol. I, I drink very occasionally. I, I make it a rule that I don't have a drink on my own in the house. Mm. I stopped. I stopped watching EastEnders because they say every time they seem to have a problem, they, the bottle came out, and that, yeah. thinking, that's not that's not good. That's no. not good. No. It's so, not a good um, message to put out either, is it? Yes, really? absolutely. Yeah, you couldn't know, they have gone to the sorrow. gym or gone yeah, for a walk yeah, or meditated yeah. or something? Absolutely. So that's why I stopped watching EastEnders. I was thinking, this isn't right. You should yeah. be, you know, go and pound something. Go and, as you said, go for a walk. Go and just do something, but don't open your bottle and, and tip, yeah. you know, what's that saying to, to the rest of us? Um, so, yeah, um, and I think... I think some people have some people have said, well, you know, that's really, really bad. And I'm thinking, well, I will not let history define my 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 life. And I have to say that with all my previous partners and boyfriends and things, I've had to be, I have to how to put this. I've had to, I've might come across slightly insensitive, but I've had to say, look, if I find you've got a drinking problem, I don't think I could go through that. Again. No. I'm really sorry. I will I will help you, but I will I will not be in a relationship with you. Yeah. So um, you know, I wanted I've as a consequence of going through that myself, I could have just rolled over and accepted, but I absolutely no, that wasn't gonna happen. And as a, you know, my life and I decide what I want to do with it and I won't let history mess me about no I think that's very wise very wise and I know you like me have discovered the world of personal development which um when when did you first get into that (laughs) I think I think this is going to sound a bit odd but I think my I think my dad might have just sort of put some of those seeds in to begin with and I didn't even realize and um I do remember him. Do remember him telling me about a story where with, with this this kid that was really poor, and no matter what happened, he's just always smiling. And then they tested him out by his bedroom was just full of horse manure, and the, the, the dad, the, the parent, opened the door, and the kids bouncing up and down, and they go, "Why are you so happy?" Because that means there's a horse somewhere. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my dad telling me things like that. He was always trying to find some magic to the point where I, did, I never even knew my father very well I didn't know what was real and what wasn't yeah. so I think that was the start of the self-development um and I think that also opened a few more doors for adventure so I wasn't so um scared I wasn't so um concerned about staying safe um until I went <laughs> until I got my corporate job um and I think I think then during the I think it was just before the pandemic. Um, I th- yeah, that's what was going on. So I left Sky um, and then I'd done all my theatre stuff and everything else. And then, I don't know, YouTube, it's like a rabbit hole. And I just kept finding myself yeah. going in different directions. <laughs> um, and I think, and then, I don't know how, but me and uh, Susan connected uh, during the lockdown I was saying yeah I'm reading this and I'm reading that and oh have you heard of Bob and she said and she laughed <laughs> and I was like, yeah there's this, this guy and a blah 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 and I was she's just like listening to me and I, I remember trotting around the garden to get my steps up while I was on the phone to Susan we were on the phone for about an hour and I was just like oh my stuff is amazing and, 
I feel like I'm ready to take over the world. Um, and then she goes, oh, funny enough. And then she starts telling me what she's uh, not <laughs> So if anyone wants to know who Susan is, listen to last week's episode because Susan was interviewed on there and spoke to us about being a Bob Proctor coach. But it, isn't it amazing? And isn't it, I remember when I first got into it, and it must be about 10 years ago now, and I had two youngest children and I had given up my corporate job and I guess life was a little bit less stressful. I wasn't commuting into London and juggling childcare. And after getting into meditation and one thing and another, my daughter turned to me one day and she said, mommy, I don't think you love me anymore. And I said, what? And she said, well, you don't get cross with me anymore. <laughs> And it makes your heart sort of weep, really, doesn't it? A, oh. that you obviously got cross with her before. Yeah. But B, how much just getting into spiritual practices and working on yourself can really help you to just be different and just live a, a different sort of life. Do you know what? I haven't shared this yet. Um, my son yesterday. So my son is 10 years old and this, this will give you an insight. So I've only just started sharing this stuff with my, my kids um my, old, my oldest daughter is a little bit frowny not so sure whereas my son I went and picked him up he's been um he, he thought he'd have a go at um trying to get into a squad foot for running and this is from a kid that was you know every so often would tell me oh you know everyone thinks I'm really slow anyway I went to pick him up yesterday totally forgot that they were selecting the people to be part of this squad and he went I didn't get in I went oh okay and he went I did really <laughs> And he, said, he said thank you mummy I went what for for doing those affirmations in the car I think that really helped <laughs> and they would have they absolutely would have it's hard but we're running out of time and it's yeah. been it's just whizzed by because we it's been so lovely talking to you if there was one piece of advice that you could give to our listeners today about ways that they could live their best life live a more beautiful life what, what advice would you give them? Wow, <laughs> that's a good one. Own it. <laughs> Just own it. Yeah. It's your life. Own it. Yeah. Take responsibility for everything in it. Don't blame anyone else. Don't be a victim. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Taba, thank you. I'm sure we'll get you on again in the future because you've got so much wisdom to share with us all. And I'm just so thrilled to have had you on episode two today. Thank you so much, Jill. I've really enjoyed today. <laughs> Thanks for listening and tune in again on Monday for the next episode.